Hi, welcome to Outside the Crystal Ball, Episode 3. I'm Emily Minton. And I'm Reverend Ronald Flores. And on today's episode, we are going to introduce you to basics of chakras. At the end of the episode, we will go through one of our paranormal investigations from St. Augustine, Florida. Let's get started. We're going to start our episode off today with the Intuitive Toolbox, and we're going to share with you today one of the devices we use during our paranormal investigations. The the device we're going to talk about today is the Spirit Box. This Spirit Box is very easy to come by. They're not very expensive. This one was maybe 80 or 90 bucks and just came straight from Amazon. The, the spirit box, sometimes it's called a ghost box. Sometimes it's called Frank's box. It has a lot of different names to it. But the purpose of the premise of it is that it runs through radio stations. You can set it to AM or FM. And as it runs through radio stations, it picks up words. And the idea is spirit should be able to manipulate those words and give you answers to questions that you're asking. Um, I like to run the spirit box on AM and I like to run it in reverse. So it goes through the stations backwards. Not that the words are backwards, but just it runs backwards through the station. So it goes 100, 99, 98, 97. Um, and I don't like to do a spirit box session for more than about 10, 20 minutes at the tops. It starts to get a little wonky after that. Nothing really makes much sense after that. Now, um, something that you do have to be careful with with spirit box activity and EVPs, and we touched on this last week, is pareidolia and uh, making something out of nothing. You know, hearing something and really wanting it to say, you know, the answer to a question, and it doesn't. So I like to give it, and you and I just did this before the podcast. Here's some EVPs I got from this um, investigation we did last week. What do you hear? Mm-hmm. So we like to do that just to make sure we're, we're hearing the same thing. Now, there is a method that I like to use called the Estes method. And what that is, is you take a pair of noise-canceling headphones and you plug it into the spirit box. So as it's running, I'm the only one that can hear what the spirit box is, the the feedback it's giving me. Now, because it's noise-canceling headphones, I can't hear what everyone else is doing around me. Some people like to do this blindfold. I just close my eyes um, and then I'll have a partner ask questions. And he's asking questions, he or she, to to spirit. And the idea is I'm going to be able to get the answers in my ear. And this validates that I'm not making up answers or I'm not. um, Yeah, it definitely reduces the the uh, the um, the mistakes and things like that, like the pareidolia type mm -hmm. thing. It reduces that. So it really does. And we really we we tried it for the first time, like officially at a a Mm -hmm. location last week. And it I think it worked pretty well. Um, in the little room that we were in, it worked really well. So, I mean, we were getting straight up answers. Like we would, so she had the headphones on, she couldn't hear. And so I was asking questions and she was answering them. And so that was definite confirmation because there's no way you could have been answering those questions mm-hmm. without knowing what I was asking. So. Absolutely. And that's a, just another piece of this. Let's find evidence. Let's mm-hmm. find proof. And I'm not going to try to trick myself. So if I can do it, I know that it's it's real. And I know that there's a little bit of a validity behind it. Right. Um, so that's the spirit box. They're really easy uh, to, to use once you start to listen. It, it does take some time mm-hmm. to practice, to hear the words and, and to be able to make them out. 
there were several times I you know, they would say something and I'd go, it was either, you know, Danny or Tammy. I couldn't, you know, yeah. because it does go fast. Right. It does go kind of fast. So you have to practice a little bit. Don't expect to turn it on day one and, and be able to understand everything. You have to practice a little bit. So you guys check it out. Um, it's a really cool device to keep in your toolbox. Um, and you had me and another person at this investigation try to put the headphones on and listen and i could hear and i think i only got like one or two things but it's actually quite difficult to do so even if i was making stuff it was it was really hard to understand what it was saying um so you know there's that but um i guess for someone like you it was easier because you you do it more than i do exactly and it the first time that i did i was like I, i was I literally took it out of the box from Amazon and I was so excited and I you know, was listening to it and I was like, I, I can't do this. There's no way this is going to work for me. And I put it back in the box and I didn't pick it up again for a month because there's no way I was going to be able to understand it. Well, I started to get a little braver and a little braver um, and eventually was able to decipher it. Now, I did want to like spend 30 seconds talking about the Spirit Box apps that you can get on your phone. There are free versions out there and we've used those. Mm-hmm. My only question about those and I don't know if it's a valid question or not, but my only hesitant and use hesitance in using one from the phone is if it can hear me asking the questions. If I say what is your name is, you know, my phone, if my if, is my is my FBI man in there feeding me back the answers that I want. Well, and we we made sure because you didn't even know this, but I told you to kind of you know try it out and see if it was that to turn off the access to your yes. microphone. Yes. So you went into settings and you turned off access to your microphone, which means the app no longer has permission to listen to you. And I believe we still actually got stuff. I think we did get a few things that way. Yeah, for sure. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're using these apps, guys, that it's you never know what you've got to do a lot of testing. You've got to have a lot of controlled um, controlled variables in the experiment so that you know what is actually happening. You, you, You know what is being manipulated there. We're going to learn some basics about chakras today. Um, we plan on in the future doing an episode per chakra. So you're not going to get a dissertation on each one today, guys. Yeah, this is the basics. This is the basics. So we're going to you know, talk about what they are, how they work, and just little bits about each one. So you are the chakra guru. Why? Why is it important before I start my metaphysical journey, my psychic journey, my medium journeyship journey? Why do I need to know what a chakra is? What's, why, why are they important? The chakras are the life force energy on your spiritual body. They are kind of like the nerves and the bones and the muscles of your physical body, right? That is the, the basis for your spiritual body. You have to build upon that. And it's important that they're activated and flowing properly and things like that for you to be able to pursue your spiritual path. And so um, without them being um, aligned and balanced and things like that, you could feel off or you could feel sometimes even sick. Sometimes Um, you could feel that gut feeling. There's a lot of things that you can experience whenever the chakras are misaligned or Un- right. Unbalanced. And we're going to go through in the future and talk about how to align, how to balance, how yeah. to spin, how to do all those things. Again, this is just an introduction. Right. Um, there are, as you can see, there are books written about chakras, guys, that are just, you know, hundreds of pages long because it does come from different cultures. What were you telling me about the kind of the history of it? 
Yeah, so it it's originates it originates in India, right? And then throughout time, there have been different cultures who think that we have more or less chakras, and they think that they mean different things. But the one that we have popularized in the West is the um, Shakta or the seven chakra system. Right, and each, each chakra has a different color. It's that mm-hmm. Roy G. Biv kind of going from bottom to top. <laughs> um, so. When we start to learn about the chakras and what each one does, let's start with the let's start with our base chakra. Okay, so the base chakra, also known as the root chakra, and I won't actually get into the the real names for them until we you know get on get into them a little bit more because they're really hard to pronounce. I think this one is the muladhara. So yeah, it's it's quite. You sound yeah. so cultured. Yeah. <laughs> But um, anyway, so the the root or the base chakra that is located at the uh, base of the spine, somewhere near the tailbone in that area. The color is red. Uh, Red is a high energy color. Red also symbolizes things that we worry about the most, like finances and family and things like that. So it would make sense that if this were unbalanced, that you would be having issues in different parts of your physical life. But more importantly, you couldn't find out what your spiritual journey is. You can't find out what your purpose is in life, spiritually speaking, uh, without the chakra being aligned. And it has a lot to do with, um, it does have to do with the physical body. I'm not going to name those again until we get into it, but there are parts of it that it does kind of control. Basically, it comes down to the foundation of your spiritual journey. The This is the blood that flows throughout your spiritual body and it's the survival like that's i think you explained it to me years ago was it, it's it's how you what's the word i'm looking for not maybe it is survivalist because i was sharing with you earlier it's the you know maslow higher maslow's hierarchy of needs has a base it has that survivalist base where it's how am I going to eat? How am I going to, you know, where's my shelter? Those types of things. And this reminds me a lot of that. And the fact that you see it in all these cultures, I mean, it, it, it that's just more evidence that it's a thing. Like it's right. a real thing. Right. What do chakras look like? So if I wanted to imagine my root chakra, what do I visualize? So as when I do a guided meditation to balance and align the chakras, I actually tell the client to imagine it as a ball of energy. But I've heard it being expressed as ribbons of energy or just like, I don't know, however you want to imagine it um, is basically how it's set up for you to imagine. But just to put everybody on the same page, I always say a ball of energy um, that's probably no bigger than this. So if you can see that, if you can't, maybe a tennis ball size, something like that. And uh, you would imagine that over pretty much where the base of the spine is. Now, when we move up to the next chakra, what's the next one? The next one up is going to be the sacral chakra or the orange chakra. That's going to be located somewhere around the belly button. Um, And that one has a lot to do with creativity, expression, sexuality, and things of that nature. This one, if it is unaligned, you would probably be feeling like there's a calling, there's a bigger purpose for you, but you're unsure of what it is. And also to like artists or writers, if you're having like blockages, like there's writer's block and there's artists who can't think about what they want to paint or draw, I would suggest trying this to see if that actually improved it a little bit. I have a question. What if... Root chakra is off. Is that going to mess with my sacral chakra or can it just skip over? 
I think so that actually gets more into the kundalini, which is another. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if they're all balanced and aligned, everything should be working pretty good. But it doesn't necessarily mean that if the sacral chakra is off, the root chakra will be off too. You can still be grounded and not know your purpose. And you can still be grounded and and not be able to draw or write or whatever. Um, and vice versa. You can draw or write books or be creative or whatever and and not be grounded. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes that can work in people's favor because like, you know, Einstein, they called him mad or whoever, you know, they they said that these people were mad and that could have been a misalignment of the chakras. Could have been. I never thought about that. Yeah. In those situations. Yeah. All right. So yellow. We're at yeah. Roy. Yellow. Yeah. yeah. Yellow is the sacral chakra. So the sacral chakra is located somewhere at the bottom of the rib cage. Yellow right. is solar plexus. What did I say? Sacral. I'm still on sacral. I'm moving to <laughs> solar plexus. Let's start that again. Yellow is the solar plexus chakra, and that's located right in between where the belly button and the bottom of the rib cage is. I'm not a doctor, and I don't know bodies like that well, but it's like, yeah, yeah, right there in that in that center. I always tell people, if I see yellow in someone's aura, and it has to do with the solar plex chakra, I always tell them, I bet you have decisions that you can't make. And I always tell them, I feel like it's that it's that gut feeling type thing, right? Like, again, how we were talking, if you walk into different rooms and stuff, like if you meet somebody and you're just like, ooh, I don't know, this mm-hmm. is this is real. That's your solar plexus telling you, warning, here I am, I'm trying to tell you something. So if this one is misaligned or unbalanced or whatever the case is, then you could have a series of decisions that need to be made, but you can't make them. It's in, Now, this one has a lot to do with the root chakra because if this one is unaligned and your root chakra is balanced, it's going to mean nothing because you need a basis or a foundation to be able to make decisions from. So this one, it's important to keep aligned. And this is a yellow color. So this is a more neutral color. It's not a high energy color. It's not a lower energy color. It's just a very neutral um, color. And and it has a lot to do with the decisions that we have to make in the physical world. Now I have, because I am very clairsentient, I feel so much pull in that chakra. Is there a connection there or is it just my chakra working with my clear? It's it's both. It's 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 both. It's yeah. So they work with your clears and then they also affect the aura and they affect your. There's a ton of things that it affects. Um, But if you were if you were trying again to make decisions and you couldn't or whatever, you were hitting these roadblocks then I would suggest that you would probably need it balanced or aligned. And then your green chakra, your heart. Yep, moving up to the heart chakra, which is green. That is a pretty obvious one because the heart, we relate to emotions and love and things like that. And that's exactly what the heart chakra is. It it says, but it's also about kind of self-expression too. So if you were like living the single life and you're happy with that and that's good, then self-express. You still need the heart chakra. Um, we need confidence, things like that. And if you were in a relationship and you were unbalanced or ungrounded in that chakra, then that could also affect the relationship itself because you would be out of whack. And I always tell everyone, again, put on your mask before you help somebody else, like they say on the airplane, you know, <laughs> because you need oxygen first before you can help someone else. And that's kind of what this the heart chakra is. Love yourself before you can love someone else. 
and understand what loving yourself actually means. You can't just wake up one day and say, I love myself. It doesn't really work that way. You have to feel it. You have to really know that you're comfortable in your own skin. You love yourself and then take that love and share it. And that's what the heart chakra is all about. Yeah, that's a hard one. That's a hard one for me. I know it's a a hard one for a lot of people is putting yourself before other people that's that can be it tough is. it is because a lot of us are selfless and, and we want to help others before right you're ourselves. raised to to be that way in a lot of cases so yeah that one can be tough and then as you move up this is another one that i have a lot it's always imbalanced in me yes yeah, this is throat. the throat chakra and it's obviously located where the throat is um i would say right around the adam's apple if you needed a place to put it and it's blue And this one, a lot of people have problems with because this goes back into the selfless thing, helping others before you help yourself. This talks about speaking your truth. So when you're in a situation and someone's trying to tell you the sky is not blue, it's green. You don't give in to that. You fight back with what you know Mm -hmm. and what you believe. And the sky is blue at the end of the day. We know that. Um, And so when you don't speak your truth, that can actually knock the chakra out of alignment when you back down from situations. And I'm not saying go and confront people and all of that. But if you wholeheartedly believe in something like a religion or, you know, whatever, then then stick up for that. Believe in you. Believe in your truth. Speak your truth. Right. And does that have is that where we set our boundaries is our throat chakra or would that be our heart? That would be your throat chakra is where you set your intention from. Because we're speaking not only with the physical voice, but we're speaking with the spiritual one as well. Okay, awesome. And then we move up to my third eye, which is the most popular Mm -hmm. because everyone knows basically where the third eye is. It's located in between the eyebrows, a little above it. Um, The third eye is the intuitive uh, chakra. This, the color of it is indigo. It's like a bluish purplish color. And it talks about psychic connection. So as a psychic, when we work, even when we read tarot, the information that we get on that person comes through the third eye. It's an intuitive um, chakra. And so a lot of just about every clairvoyant out there has to utilize that chakra in some way to be able to get information for the person that they're reading. But it's not just used in that situation. It can also be used to help you. Like if you need to know something and you, you feel it, in your solar plexus, but you need confirmation, look to the third eye for that confirmation. And I think that's the one that's related to your pineal gland in your, you know, the one that the the gland that sits in your brain from your endocrine system. Um, And we can talk more about that, like when we get into, Into yeah, when we really dive into it. But I love the research and the data that comes back about how they're connected. Again, more evidence that this is a real thing, that this is, you know, really happening. Right. Um, And then last but not least... One of the most important, again, they're all important, but this one, spiritually speaking, is a really important one because this is the crown chakra. The crown chakra is located at your crown of your head. It floats a little bit above it. Um, It is a violet color. It's a very deep, rich purple, but some people see it as white. I see it as that violet color. And when I walk a client through that meditation, it's to be perceived as a violet color. This is where spirit dumps all of the information that you get not for so the third eye is for that psychic information this is more where mediums work this is more where we get information directly from spirit this is where we can work with earthbound spirits who haven't crossed over this is where we can help spirits cross over this chakra has a lot to do with spirit not necessarily so much you 
But the crown chakra is kind of that gap between you and spirit, because without it, you wouldn't be able to communicate with them. You wouldn't get information. So a lot of mediums use this chakra. But again, we can use it without being a medium. Um, it's a pretty important chakra. Yeah, I like when I do my meditations so that before readings and things like that, I always like to envision that one almost almost on a, a tether yeah. to this imaginary place I have in my head where all of these people are waiting to tell me stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, But it works for me because I feel like I'm getting that information uh, like on a line, like, you know, almost like if you're scuba diving and you're somebody's feeding you and like back in 1920 and you're somebody's feeding you an oxygen tube or whatever. It's like that. It, it feels like that to me. Right. I like that. Yeah. And so with all of that said, if you are in alignment, all of your chakras are balanced. Those are the people that you see who are focused, who are organized, who seem like they have their life figured out. Right. Those people have tapped into that kundalini energy or the energy that um, emanates whenever you balance and align the chakras. And again, it flows kind of like an S pattern. It doesn't go straight up and down, even though the chakras are located that way. It's it's more of like that wavy S energy. And um, so once that is all done and you've activated your kundalini, you can basically move full forward or move forward fully with whatever you're trying to accomplish or whatever you're trying to do on your spiritual path. So it's important that your spiritual body is taken care of. It's the the chakras are the the health centers of your spiritual body. And I remember when I was started working with you at the beginning, you were very adamant about you're going to go meditate and we're only going to use red crystals and tiger's eye and today we're just doing red. We're just doing the root. Okay, and then the next week we're going to do this. And you walk me through it. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is so boring. Like, I want to get, I'm ready to talk to the dead people. Like, I'm ready to do this. Let's go. And, but I couldn't until all those steps were done. And, you know, if I tried to rush it, nothing happened. If I backed up and I took my time and I sat in the grass and I did all the things that you're supposed to do, then it worked. Well, and it's not even about, you know, taking your time. It's basically getting back on track with where spirit wants you. Because we know all too well that if we try to rush a situation, we're going to get kicked back. Spirit's going to kick us back. They're like, no, no, you're not ready. Mm -hmm. We need to go back and learn. So it is important that you take the process extremely slowly. Working with chakras, you want to work with one at a time. And there are simple things that you can do. Like if you wanted to to be able to make decisions more clearly, obviously you want to balance and ground your root chakra. But you can wear colors like yellow and you Mm -hmm. can eat yellow things like bananas and things like that not like yellow gummy bears or anything i'm just like real food um so there's a bunch of things and the chance the ohms right yeah, the ohms um there are actually hand signals and ohms that you can do and when we say ohms we mean um yeah you know that right and so while you're doing that you want to use certain hand signals again we'll get into all of that yeah. the more that we get into them but uh there are meditations, there's sound frequencies that can balance them. There's a there's a lot of ways to get them balanced. I would suggest working with a professional first to kind of see how it goes and what they expect of you, just so you know kind of where to yeah. start from. I've been in this field for five or six years now, like back in it for real, for real. And I had Ronnie did all my chakra balancing for a while. And then when you went on hiatus, I had someone else doing it. I'm just now to the point where I can kind of do it myself yeah. a little bit. 
But mm-hmm. you had even told me the other day, you still need to come in. You still need to tune up. Like mm-hmm. you still need a professional to to do that every once in a while. Right. And if and, and that was, you know, before reading or whatever. And if you get too anxious, you can always do a couple things. But more importantly, and most importantly, you can balance and ground yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if you did only the root chakra and based on whatever reading you were going into at that time, it was a mediumship reading. You want to open up the uh, crown chakra. And when I say open up, it reminds me when I was learning, I was actually taught that um, you could envision your chakras as two hands opening up, accepting energy. And when we when a, a clairvoyant or psychic or whoever balances them for you, what we do is we put you into a meditative state and then we actually go into your aura. And we ask your guides to assist in balancing and in, in, in things like that. And as you're envisioning them, not only are you helping to balance and ground those, but we are also doing the balancing and grounding for you. So you're getting like a double shot of, you know, um, of balancing and grounding. Yeah. And it always, it, I don't know, the first few times I really didn't notice much of a change, but the more I do it, the more obvious it becomes when it's done. Right. Yeah. And it always starts too with like meditation, right? And meditation obviously is going to ground, it's going to help you to kind of overcome anxieties and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And so it's important for everyday life that you, that you do. And that's why I always say, you know, with, with my pant method is that you always meditate either before you start your day or after and or after. Um, And that's kind of, balancing or no it's more grounding your chakras because you are in that meditative state but then you need someone to help come in and balance them for you yeah and we're gonna do a whole show on meditation because god knows it took me a year to figure that out but (laughs) we will we'll go through all of those things um together with you guys soon on on a different show and i did bring my little book here because i got this book i want to say i got it at barnes and noble Barnes and Noble. They have a couple little reference books like this. This is just called Chakras. Um, it's by Julian Flanders, and it's a lot of good information all consolidated into this little tiny book. So it's really good. It, it gives a brief history of them. You know, like the uh, the one that we're using again is called the Shakta or the seven um, chakra um, method and things like that. So lots of good information in these little reference books. I absolutely love it. Even I find stuff in there sometimes. I'm like, God, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And you can always Google too. I'll When I go to meditate, sometimes if I know I need to work on my heart chakra, if I need to balance, whatever it is, you can even go to YouTube and Google or not Google, but I guess YouTube meditations for your sacral chakra, yeah, meditations and- for your heart chakra. And even just the music it plays in the background works on that chakra, works on that energy. Yeah. And, and so the chakras too, real quick before we move on have a lot to do with the auras. Whenever I read someone, the first thing that I usually try to tap into is their aura so that I can see what colors are going on. And that tells me more about that person immediately. And the colors of the chakra, um, the colors of the aura are the chakras, basically. So for instance, like I said, the yellow, if I see somebody um, that has a yellow aura, I know there are decisions and things that they need to make that maybe they can't. So spirit actually shows me their aura and their color not because it's balanced and aligned, but because it's not. Right. And that and that's that's like kind of feeds into my motto. Like I like to take a negative situation and turn it into a positive outcome, you know, things like that. So we can find out what is going on so that we can try to fix that. Absolutely. And 
I can't wait till we till we do dive into each one of them because there's so much to know. There's meditations, there's crystals, there's sounds, there's alms, there's all kinds of things to know about each of these chakras, but you kind of need to know first what they are, what you know, how to visualize them and, and the importance of having them on your spiritual journey. This is, you know, step one almost mm-hmm. of you know how to get started in this life or yep. in this on this journey. Yep. So that is basically the basics of the chakras. And I mean, that's the basic of the basic of the basic. I mean, there's so many more basics that we can get into, but that's it. You know, seven chakras, they all have different colors, different meanings. And uh, when a psychic reads into an aura, basically that's what they see. And they need to be balanced and aligned regularly, whether or not you utilize YouTube or you utilize a psychic or whatever, or you do them yourself regardless they need to be done on a regular basis it's kind of like the massage of your spiritual body um and then obviously the kundalini and people are probably like well what does kundalini mean we're going to get into that even more when we get into the chakras more so very cool very cool um i guess we will transition over to investigations we're gonna do some ghosty stuff yeah um we did an investigation in saint augustine on february 7th ish of this year of 2023. Um, and it was one of those situations where I just found an Airbnb and I sent it to Ronnie and I said, Hey, does this, uh, what does this look like? And he goes, yeah, there's stuff there. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So we booked it and we stayed there and it was a house um, that was built in 1910. So it's a fairly older home. It's changed hands a few times and they've recently renovated it as they've done with much of St. Augustine, which is kind of sad into, you know, apartments for Airbnbs. Um, so there was, First floor, second floor. And then they had a garage kind of out back that was the extra room. So there's three three apartments total. And we were staying on the first floor. Well, when I booked it, I made a mistake. I thought, because it said entire house, I thought we were getting the entire house. Mm-hmm. I was very excited about it. Well, the day of, I'm reading the check-in instructions, and it says you have the whole first floor apartment. So I was a little disappointed, but it was fine. We worked through it. We worked through it. Um, the whole time I will tell you that you're going to hear, you'll hear some EVPs and stuff in a little bit and we'll put some stuff on Instagram. You're going to hear a dog and that dog barked (laughs) (laughs) for hours. (laughs) He did not stop. I don't know if the people that were upstairs dropped him off and went and, you know, toured the city and he was just in panic. I don't know. But the dog barked for hours. And we have the EVPs where you will hear the dog barking that we're going to play for you on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so you'll be able to hear that, what we're talking about. Yeah, you'll hear it. You will you don't have a choice <laughs> yeah. but to hear it. Um, so when we get there, we, it's just Ronnie and I to start with. My husband, Mike, joins us a little bit later when he got off of work, which here's a funny story for our listeners. My husband, bless his, bless his heart. He says on the way, he goes, did y'all stop and eat? I said, yeah, we stopped and got something. And he said, okay, well, I'm just going to order a pizza and have it delivered. <laughs> no baby you're not <laughs> we're doing a ghost investigation you're not then he says i have to watch the state of the union tonight at nine <laughs> no <laughs> you don't <laughs> look dvr or something something tivo does that still exist just just stay home <laughs> i need him there because he does the dowsing rods and he's like you know a lot of the technology and stuff and i'm but lord bless him yeah I love him. But he showed up. He showed up. He shows up for me all the time. <laughs> um, so that was kind of funny. But we get there and it's just Ronnie and I and we start in the living room and we have the REM pod. And our REM pod this night 
acted crazy. It was going off constantly. But we started to pick up a pattern. Anytime we went into the kitchen, whether it was to grab a piece of equipment we left in there, to go get a drink of water, whatever it was, we would go in the kitchen and the REM pod that was in the living room would go off. And as soon as we came back, it would turn back off. We'd leave, it would start beeping. We'd come back, it it would, would turn off again. So I thought that was very um, unique. Something we felt did not want us in that kitchen. It kept pulling us back. Look, shiny, look at this over here making noises. Mm-hmm. And it would pull us back in there. And it worked for a while until we kind of caught on to what was happening. Mm-hmm. And we stayed, you know, in the kitchen and did some investigating there. Um, I did get an EVP towards the beginning where I say, can you come and touch this red light? And you can hear a voice say, maybe, like that. But it's so soft. We've tried and tried and tried and tried to amplify it on the on the computer, but it's so soft. I don't think you guys are going to be able to hear it. I'm going to keep messing around with it to see if I can make it loud enough to put on YouTube or to put on, on Instagram or something. But um, So we're going to keep working on that one. But I do want to play you guys one real quick. This is where um, I, I get up because I had left the EMF detector in the kitchen. So I, was, I said, you can hear me say, I'm going to go get the EMF detector. And you hear me walking away and then you'll hear the rest. This one, right? Or this one? No, it's the, that one there. This one? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get the EMF. Telling you to stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> that was a lot of REM pod activity, but that's what was happening all night. I and mean, we're not going to play you guys all the REM pod beeps and, and, and stuff because literally it was minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes of this happening all night long. Um, so eventually, like I said, we caught on mm-hmm. and we went into the kitchen and we were investigating in the kitchen. And I asked, if you're in here with us, something to the effect of, if you're in here with us, can you knock? And you can hear the knock. We're going to try and play that for you. So you're going to hear me say that and then listen for the knock. Can you knock on, on things? Can you knock on this table like me? So I'll again, I'm going to try and condense these into a file and post them somewhere so you can listen to it again. Um, now, off the kitchen was a little room, like a sunroom, sort of. And it had like a table with like a chessboard. You could sit out there and play. Ronnie was in the kitchen by himself. Did you want to talk about this, what you heard in that room? That was the in the walls or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was some kind of, it sounded like somebody, like if there was wood panel walls, there was somebody in between it just like moving and rustling around and like, I don't know, making all kind of weird noises, but it, it sounded like somebody was in the wall. Yeah, and, and we he heard it a second time later on in the night, but we never got it on, we never got an audio recording of it. But that was definitely something that was, was interesting. Now, um, there was one that I'm going to play for you guys now. It's a little bit longer, so it's going to take a minute to listen to, but you can hear us talking about that dog. So I think this is a pretty compelling piece of evidence. Uh, 
Do we have the dog in here? I think it's that one. This one? Mm -hmm. Can you go make the dog shut up? Stop this thing. Please. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. I thought it was kind of on command. It went up there and made the dog be quiet. But it also kind of gave me the feeling, I tried to tap into the energy that was there and it kind of gave me the feeling that there were children there and mm -hmm. it felt like they were going back and forth. They were going upstairs and downstairs. And when they would go upstairs, the dog would stop barking because they were there to play with it. The dog could see it. And then when they came back downstairs to hang out with us, the dog would start back up because he was alone again. So that was my feeling. That was my gut feeling on that situation. Um, we never heard any, ch like we didn't hear any voices or any anything like that from the kids. I did get some voices, but again, they were very, very, very like faint. So I'll try to amplify it and, and post it again. Now, um, once Mike did get there, once my husband did get there, he heard, do you remember he heard that chair move? Because the three of us split up. And he goes, hey, I just heard the chair move. I have, I was listening to the, the evidence again. So he heard like the dining room chair move, but we could never get that to replicate. Um, and then the, the one of the other, the biggest spots for, I think you and I were, there was a guest bedroom, like a mm -hmm. second bedroom. And one. Ronnie wouldn't go in it. Yeah, I He got to the point, he was well. like, not going in there, not going in yeah. there. And that's where the knock came from earlier was, um, I'm sorry, not that one, but there was another knock that came in there because I went in there and just sat on the bed and said, do you, if you want me to leave knock and you can kind of hear just like a faint little knock. Um, now there was also a closet because the room to me didn't like give me bad vibes, but I was pulled to that closet. Mm -hmm. And what we'd figured out was that's where they were hiding. Mm -hmm. That's where this person who did not, you know, wasn't interested in having a conversation. Mm -hmm. This is where that person was hiding out. You walked in and I think you immediately got cold mm -hmm. just like immediately. Um, yeah, I, you could feel the inner. I remember it was a mirrored door, mm -hmm. and that this closet was huge. It was beautiful, and it even had a window in it. Yeah, and so it was really big. But I remember before I even could step into the room, I felt them saying, "Oh, we need to take a minute here because we're analyzing the energy, and there's just something in here. It may not want you to." Not necessarily not be there, but point it out, right? Because right. I remember this energy jumping, and I'm and I remember saying, I, I feel like every time we walk into the room, it just goes into another one, right. like like so. But this is where its base station was. This is where it did all of its stuff. And as soon as I walked into that closet, I was just like, oh yeah, you can definitely feel it in here. Yeah, you really could. The air was very thick, and I tend to do the opposite for whatever reason. I get hot. Mm -hmm. When I am in that presence of that energy, I get hot, I get warm. And I did. But as soon as you said, I have a cold spot, come stand right here. And I did. Yeah. I could feel it on yep. that arm. Mm -hmm. I could definitely feel it on that arm. And we debunked. We mm -hmm. made sure there was no air There wasn't a vent in there. No, the window like was closed. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. We definitely did all of that. And the, the interesting thing is the cold spot didn't stay. It was there for four seconds, five seconds tops. And then it left. Yeah. So if it was, if it if it did come from a source that was natural, 
than not that this wasn't natural, but you know what I mean? Like if it was an air conditioner or a breeze from it's going to last longer than just a few seconds. Right. I remember too, we even tried to, there was a little um, chess game or whatever in that little sunroom and we tried to see if the things would move, but I don't think that they ever did. I don't think, I wanted them to move so bad. I, I couldn't even stand it. <laughs> I checked on those chess pieces a hundred times. Please move, please. But they didn't. And you ended up staying there. I ended up staying the night there. It Nothing else happened. We did have a really good dowsing rod session. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, I'll trim that up and put it on, on um, the inst- Instagram as well. But it kept, if you remember, we kept asking, we asked questions and we said, should we not go in that other room? And we were talking mm-hmm. about the second bedroom. And it said, yes, go. Mm-hmm. And um, then it kept pointing to you. Yeah. Do you remember that? Right. I it remember. would point to you. Yep. And um, so I thought that when you were like, no, sir, not today, <laughs> yeah. ma'am. We're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that it's a pretty cool dowsing rod session. Um, Again, Mike is magic with the dowsing rods. I don't know how he does it. I can't make it work. But um, yeah, so that was a really cool investigation. We did another one last week locally here um so we'll be talking about that in the upcoming episodes i don't know if it'd be next week because i'm still so behind on that evidence. one i got a really good evp you did get a really good EVP a really on good that one. and i've sent it out to a couple people and they're like i got goosebumps yeah. this is crazy that was a good so one. that one's good i can't wait to share that one um but that was fun that was a lot of fun that one was really fun they participated with us and mm. it was good it was good so i still have like six hours of video oh, evidence God. to go yeah. through. <laughs> I got like two hours of, of audio. So, yeah. And my ADD is just like, I have to watch it again and again <laughs> and again. There was one where the, a flashlight went off. You were in the kitchen and the flashlight went off and I didn't even see it till the end. I'm like, when did the flashlight turn on? <laughs> like, I got to go watch all this again. Okay. And we, and I, and I remember walking and I'm not going to give any details. Yeah. But I remember walking in there and pointing out a few things and they're like, Yep, every time somebody comes, and I knew nothing about the place, yeah, but they I didn't said tell every anything. time somebody comes in here that's a psychic or medium or paranormal investigator, that's exactly what the first thing that they, and that's the first thing that I picked up on. So I cannot wait to share it. That'd guys, be a really good yeah. one. Hopefully we'll have it by next week. Yeah. Not gonna win. Crush Are we doing next week? Or the week after. Week I'm sorry, after. Okay. next yeah. episode. Well, we should have plenty of time then. That's yeah. two weeks. <laughs> it is. That's what you say now. Plenty of time. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to also reach out to you guys and, and, um, ask you, you know, to leave feedback, let us know what you like, what you don't like about the podcast. We're still learning. So there's a few cuts and edits in here because we started (laughs) off rough, but that's my fault. Um, so yeah, so just let us know what you think. We're glad that you guys listen. We appreciate you viewing it and, uh, we can't wait to, uh, bring you more good stuff. Do you want to do a tarot? Should we do? Oh yeah. That is another segment, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We're doing a new segment. What is it called? (laughs) The Metaphysical Minute. Yes, the Metaphysical Minute. I love that name. And we are going to be doing a tarot card. And so I, I thought it would be interesting because I really am doing this for selfish reasons. I'm trying to learn the deck, the tarot deck. And it's a lot, y'all. It's a lot to remember. It's a lot to memorize. So I am using my friend and psychic, Ronnie, to <laughs> help me with this. So I thought if he's helping me, he can help you. So we're going to pull a tarot card um, at each of the recordings at the end and just kind of, he's going to, I say we, he's going to explain if he got that in a reading, kind of what it would mean. So I thought we could start with, and we probably should have done this a little bit better, the um, the main art, what is it called? The main? Major Arcana. Major Arcana. I keep wanting to say Arcadia, but that's a car. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, major and minor arcana. So if you want to, I was trying to pull just a couple here that are in the arcana. Which one do you want to start with? Whichever one you pick. How about that one? Balance. Okay. The high priestess. It, and for those of you who can see who are watching it, the card looks like that. But it's a it's basically a lady sitting in a row between two, uh, what do you call those things? Pillars. Pillars. And one of them say B and one of them say J. And they, I, I think that they stand for Bahoja and Yova or something like You're that. You're just making sounds. No, I, I, I do know them, but it's been a long time since I've said them. Um, but anyways, if you notice in this card, she's first of all, she's wearing blue. Blue is a very spiritual color. It relates actually to mediumship. But notice how the pillars, the columns are different colors. They're one black, one white. When we see that in metaphysics, we all we automatically think yin and yang, which talk about balance, right? This card is all about balance. So if I were to pull this in a reading and I were to lay it out and be, oh, and two, okay? So I forgot about the number two representing duality, which tells me that this could mean for someone that you're unbalanced, not because your chakras out of her, uh, or out of alignment or whatever, but because you need duality, you can't do everything on your own. And that's kind of what this card could represent. It could represent a couple other things for, for other people, but mainly that's what it means um, in a session if I was reading it. And there are pomegranates in here. There's a lot of um, fertility. There's a cross on her shirt. There's a lot of stuff uh, going on in this picture. And so if you pull out each one of those little symbols and what they mean, you can collectively put together a description of what it means. I, and that's what's important. That's what the hard part of reading tarot is everything means something. Every part every part of this picture means something. Um, and that's a lot to remember. Yeah. And so the thing that I always tell people and I tell myself is the very first thing that comes to your head is what spirit wants to communicate. So if I flipped that card and I only saw the black and white and the balance, uh, I would say something about balance. But if I'd pull that card and my focus went directly to the pomegranate mm -hmm. talking about fertility and things like that, that's what it would be. So it just depends on the person. Um, what if it does this? Okay. So that is reversed. Most of the time I don't read in reverse, but I've recently just started doing that. It basically is the opposite of whatever it is. So if I were to pull that card as a reverse and we were talking about balance, then there would be you would be able to balance on your own. But again, you would still need the duality, but you would you would be shown as a strong person, someone who can create balance in their life as well as create balance in other people's lives. And so and again, if it's reversed and my my uh, vision immediately goes to fertility, then I would say that there may be problems or something like that. So it's mm -hmm. the reversed is not necessarily always a bad thing. No. But it does mean the opposite of the original meaning. And there's some cards basically. you would rather it be reversed. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Wait so until that's we not get a to bad the tower thing. card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want that to <laughs> you be want reversed. want it to be upside down. So if you pull the tower card when you do a reading for me, I need you just to flip it for me. Yeah. Just flip it. <laughs> yeah. Just flip it. Yeah. So we'll go through. We're going to try and go through um, the 12 major arcana. Did I say it right? Not the card. Arcana. Yeah. Um, over the next little bit so that you guys can be introduced to tarot because it's like I said in the very first episode, it's magic and I don't know how it's magic. It's a it's a game. It's a yeah. game from the store. And it is amazing how it works. It it really is. It blows my mind every time. But then again, there's always the connection part. I would have already read your aura. True. I would have already <laughs> known that there's imbalance somewhere. The card would have confirmed that for me. Right. Or it would have added to the message. I mean there 
the only thing we're going to be able to do is have a live reading here on the podcast yeah. so you can see how it works, um, especially for those who've never had a reading that are listening and they're curious to know what it's like. We should have that. Yeah, we should pick out someone to, to do a reading for. Because it is, it's really, really amazing. Um, and you're right. It's a tool. It is a divination tool. That means you don't have to have it. Like you don't right. have to use dowsing rods. You don't have to use a pendulum. You don't have to use a Ouija board. You don't have to use these cards. Oh, well, there's been times. But it's confirmation. Yeah. There's been times before where I'm doing a reading and I'll say, oh, I see the three of pentacles. I know what that card looks like in my head. So I know what to explain to them. I don't always need the card, mm -hmm. but the card is somehow relayed to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't need the physical card, but, you know, sometimes they show it to you. They do. So. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us this week. We'll have a new episode in two weeks. We'll be back to Mondays then. We um, did it a day late, but it was my fault. I had child's doctor's appointment. Well, we're going to post this today. I oh, think we, we were posting okay. normally on Tuesday. I'm going to get it done today. Awesome. Um, But yeah, let us know what you guys think of podcasts, what you want to see, what you don't want to see, what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Be kind when you do it, please. Please. Emily can't take it very I'm very well. sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then, yeah, so in, in, in soon, hopefully, we'll have some interaction with you guys to where you can actually call in and ask questions and things like that. So you never know what's going to happen. Yep. Yep, it's definitely getting better. I think each episode gets a little bit better, a little more um, where we are, you know, on our goal, like what we're trying to make happen. Right. We will figure it out. We will. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.